Hello, and welcome to the Hobbyist to Entrepreneur podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Maxwell, business coach and Etsy expert. If you're a creative and want more out of your craft, hobby, and your life, then this is the place for you. I'll be giving you my best tips and strategies to avoid the overwhelm in the business startup and growth experience. I'm so excited to have you with me. So let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Hobbyist to Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Trisha Maxwell. I am bringing to you today the topic of customer service or customer support, however you want to refer to it. Now, I know I feel like I've kind of grown up knowing what customer service was. My mom owned a craft store for 30 years, and she prided herself on um, how well she took care of her customers, and her customers felt that as well. So I feel like I kind of have a really good grasp on what it takes to get those good five-star reviews where they actually comment about the customer service and how they actually feel when they purchase something from your shop. So that's a that's a big thing. Basically, how do you make your customer feel? So I wanted to actually just look up the definition because I was curious how I could maybe um, tweak an actual definition to kind of fit our Etsy world. And um, because I know not everybody actually uses customer service in their Etsy shop, you know, especially digital products. A lot of people just buy and, and move on. This one says the assistance and advice provided by a company to those people who buy or use its products or services. So the assistance and advice. So that indicates to me that they're actually communicating with the seller. Now, let's talk about that for a second, because I have a flip side where you're actually how you can provide customer service without talking to them. I also noticed on on one of the definitions, it says that you need to have professionalism, patience, and a people first attitude. And those are all good. Um, to me, those kind of sound like um, corporate, um, but I, I still think they kind of play a part. So I have my take on that. Um, the professionalism, yes, I've also seen in a lot of my Etsy groups where people, you know, they're like, how do I deal with this buyer? But yet the seller kind of lowers themselves to that level and talks in the same tone as they are. So that one, I think professionalism is a key component there. You definitely need to keep a cool head and um, breathe and maybe not respond right away to some of those messages if they do get heated. Patience in the same sense. Um, I believe that if you are working or dealing with somebody who is upset, you really need to sit back and take a deep breath kind of a thing. And people first. Now, this is where I think you get better um, the older you get. But if you can have the ability to swallow your pride and say, you know, how does this person feel? What, what if I put myself in that position? What if that happened to me? What would I do? Even if it wasn't the same response as that person, you still need to kind of identify with them and Give them a little bit of compassion and, you know, say, I, I get it. I understand why you're upset. I would be too. But here's where we're going to take this, you know. So are the, is the customer always right? Absolutely not. But we have to kind of treat them as if they are until it gets to a point where you start losing money or losing integrity or things just get out of hand. So I, I do believe that the customer um, needs to be treated um, with a with utmost respect until they don't deserve it, even if they're wrong. Even pointing out that they're wrong, sometimes you just don't want to even do that. Don't even go there because you're just going to feel bad about it later. <laughs> so um, now what if you don't communicate with buyers, if you don't actually have to use customer service? Like in my shop, 
That's my shop actually started out as mostly custom. I didn't really know how to even put custom items on there. So I just got messages from people. I would actually look at my shop messages before I would look at my orders because that's where I communicated with people. And that's kind of how I developed some of my products is through those people. But I found myself really chatting back and forth way too long once I started really wanting to grow my business, I wanted to eliminate that back and forth with the customer. I do answer as many questions as I can on messages, but I try to make it brief and to the point. And I think that people like that. You know, I don't, you don't give them too many options to where they just don't even know what to do. So I think that if you're not even communicating with the customer, or if you're really trying to scale down the amount of communication that you have with those customers, you can actually do this in your description. If you answer questions they haven't already, haven't yet asked, but you've gotten those questions before, put them in your description. Answer every single question that you can so they don't have to message you. It, talk about custom work. Talk about different colors or even to add variations if you, if you have that ability to do that. Just go ahead and make it an option so then they're not messaging you back and forth. It's just a waste of time and it's something that you've heard already before and you can answer that question in the description. So um, if you actually go back to one of my podcasts a couple weeks ago, I believe it's in about descriptions and how to answer those frequently asked questions in your description before they're even asked. It really helps give the sense of customer service to that buyer. Like you have taken the time to answer their, um, their needs and their wants and their questions before they've even asked it. Um, a lot of the time, a customer service can be addressed through um, pictures as well, or pricing, or timeline, shipping timelines, or production timelines. As long as you feel, make them feel like you are putting them first, then I think you're going to um, come out on top there. Putting out a product, getting it out the door as fast as you can, even though if it's before your timeline says, people feel like, oh my gosh, she did that for me. Like she got that out the door for me because I you know, I expressed that I needed it fast or whatever. But the point is to not get annoyed by those kinds of requests and just actually do that to begin with, right? So uh, I've actually rushed some items out. I have a rush listing where they pay an extra 25 bucks to be bumped to the top of the list of my order production. And sometimes I will say, you know, if you need this and then here's the listing, purchase that and I'll get it out tomorrow. But if they don't, and if they're just sweet as can be. You know what? Sometimes I'll just be like, I'll do my best. I'll, I I can make it work for you. You know, then you know what? Those people pay me back by five-star reviews and um, it's helpful. It's been helpful for me. Thinking back to some of the horror stories of cus bad customer service, I've seen a lot of horrible people out there. They just don't understand the Etsy world as far as buyers go. They want something custom, but they want it cheap and they want it fast. And um, I know some of you aren't able to do that. With my business, I make uh, metal signs and I'm able to produce them fairly quickly. But I know some of some of you, uh, you knitters or painters or uh, ceramics, if you're making things that aren't already, uh, you know, if they're custom items, my gosh, you guys have such talent and it should be um, respected. And um, if you're not getting that through your customers and you've it's it's tough to provide good customer service when you feel like your talent and your product is being diminished and maybe disrespected a little bit. So swallowing your pride is going to be a, a big one here. And I, I think about us handmade sellers, and I feel like we get paid when we start out 
by compliments. Like if I get compliments, I'm like, okay, that's good. I don't care if I lost money. That's good. As long as I made made someone happy and um, yeah, then I'm I'm good to go. But once you start growing your business, you're like, okay, you know, we got to have structure and we got to have income and we have to have these things in place. Compliments aren't paying the bills. So uh, one thing that I recommend is putting in policies in your shop as well. So once your business starts to grow, you can really feel a lot more confident about just saying, hey, here's my policy on that. This time I can maybe alter it for you. Always go back to your policies. This is how um, long I said my timeline was. This is how my refunds and exchanges work. If you start a custom item, then no, you don't get your money back. And you need to stand by those things. If you start to be a doormat, then you're going you're gonna to start to lose your self-confidence and your backbone. Don't be a doormat, but yet don't be a brick wall either. If you can find that happy balance, I think, and just really make sure the customer is confident with you, you know, I think that's really the key to customer service. They're confident that you're going to take care of them and get them what they want on time for a great price, and um, that's going to get you a good review. If you can have compassion, be relatable and make them feel special, I think you'll win. That's my take on customer service and uh, customer support. So if you guys have any ideas on that or you you like have a different kind of take on it, um, I know that some people are like real sticklers, you know, you got to stand by your guns. Um, and some people are like, no, customer's always right. But I kind of like to be in the middle a little bit and have a, a little leeway so I can make my people happy, you know? I mean, that's what we're in the business of making people happy with our handmade products. So Reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook at Trisha Maxwell Biz Coach. And until then, we will talk to you soon. Bye bye. <laughs>